like it's like we someone enters a room and we pop out of a box. <laughs> I know. It's like here we are. I know. I mean, they're, I like, oh, they're not expecting it. It's like I guess we've decided to not be one of those podcasts that has like a canned intro that they do every. Time. I know, and sometimes <laughs> I'm wondering if we should because the ones I listen to are amazing, but then I'm also into the podcasts that are just kind of like free flowing. Yeah, I think. I I like our style. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to keep Shooting it. From the hey, hip. Karma fam. Um, so we have kind of a fun episode today. And mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I want to do more of these. Well, we'll see how it goes today. But um, there's like there's kind of like these big actors and actresses in and like personalities, mm-hmm. I feel like in like the South Asian American community these days. And it's like we'll never get an interview with them oh uh, so. never say never <laughs> i feel like never okay. say ever never you're right okay right now it, you know they're not gonna get they haven't gotten back to us let's say about an interview right but they're so like important in well they don't the understand space. what a big deal we are because yeah. in the podcast <laughs> space because they are very much involved in their craft right now yeah and like Jamila Jamil doesn't know who we are right now because she is getting fit for She-Hulk oh my god! you know what I mean and exactly so so she's focused on fitness and it's like how can we explain like yeah. hey <laughs> stuff outside of you fitness, need to be you know? on our podcast yeah. you need to be here so you know like I wrote I dm'd Kumail you did Nandiani. And I said, hey, we're going to do an episode where we talk about you. You did. <laughs> yeah. You did. I, like, I think I said, you're never going to read this. You went up to the hottest girl in the bar <laughs> and tried to slip her your number. Right? Yeah. And and I was very cool about it. Yeah. I, was like, I mean, never like, gonna read you just. This, <laughs> you, but, like, did you even get talk about the VIP you. like rope? <laughs> like you and I are like in the. You know, we're like on the dance floor. Yeah, we're just checking out the scene. Yeah. And um, so, you Any know, response? he had his chance to okay. jump on the call. And maybe but... we'll, we'll, we'll get him next time. Yeah, maybe he'll listen to this. He'll find out like, hey, someone on his team will be like, hey, these girls recorded. And this. I will say that like he might be so busy. I, yeah. I'm not on Instagram and I don't follow him, but like mm-hmm. getting in shape, mm. preparing because what we're gonna talk about is oh my gosh okay dun, so dun, dun. okay can we I cite our sources <laughs> so I have something to admit okay this is my first Marvel movie I've ever seen and it is that... the Eternals this is I much my, my cherries pop baby I can't believe this like you've managed to avoid it it's 2022 when did when did and uh, also like Andrew is really oh, into yeah. oh MCU. my gosh he is like I mean he is on Bobo Fat and I just learned who it's not Bobo Fat I don't it's know Bobo what that Fat. is he's into like Star Wars Marvel like explaining okay. to me I mean listen like bitch says says <laughs> The Housewives is their Marvel universe. And so I'm actually stepping into the real (laughs) Marvel universe after being like in a Housewives Bravo Marvel universe. So it is different game, different players, different players. But, you know, it is it's I there's parts of MCU that I've been really into. Like what is your first MCU that you've ever seen? So like X-Men is officially part of it, right? Or are they a different part of it? I don't know. No, no See, idea. This is how little- See, I didn't even think <laughs> of the X-Men's at X-Men at all. Like, I don't even know. Like, and Andrew had to explain to me, like, and this was probably a year ago that there's a difference. Like Batman will never hang out with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. This is how like Iron Man. Yes. Like, like Batman and Captain America will never hang out. Right. But Like aren't the Avengers, those movies, like all of them get together, like Batman, Superman, Iron Man. So Batman's DC. Okay. So I think X-Men might be DC. I don't know. So he's hanging out with Wonder Woman and I think and Spider-Man. Okay. And so Jared Leto as the Joker will never be hanging out with 
Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, so <laughs> X-Men are a fic- fictional team of superheroes appearing in American comic books published by Marvel. Oh, so, so they're Marvel. Marvel. People are like fucking turning this off, throwing their <laughs> iPhone against the wall. Okay, someone so we just broke their iPhone. We, someone we watched, broke their phone. <laughs> someone pissed. just broke their phone. We really apologize. Um, Listen, uh, the housewives, it. we can get in there. We can tell you what superpowers <laughs> they are. We can predict the ending oh. sometimes. Okay, but this yes. is this is the new territory where it's, we're stepping in and like. There's something about, can I toot our horn? Yeah. Listening to older ladies like us, because our <laughs> le- our listenership is young, mm-hmm. discover something that people have already been on board with. So welcome us with open arms. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. And um, like, if anything we say here today is like, you're really into MCU and you know something we don't, let me know. Because Eternals is the first movie from MCU that I've watched in a while and I didn't know who like any of these people were and but I thought the movie did a really good job of bringing you in even if you have like no idea any of the backstory the thing that I appreciated and just right off the bat is the first method of language was sign language and I was like Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna like this like I think I I I just think like this is something that I've never seen before and maybe this is you know what I mean and I was ready to be taken on the ride and it's a female director right Chloe Zhao and I feel like I appreciated like seeing this movie through a female lens Mm -hmm. like and I think I, I don't know. I can't pinpoint why I feel like I wasn't surprised when I saw that, but I was happy to see that. And like, I think it just makes sense. Um, and also like this cast is so diverse. Oh my God. And they, they, I believed what they were selling. Absolutely. And it's like, I believed I went so far as believing that I could look good in a bootcut jean, like Selma <laughs> Hayek did when she was on her ranch in the Dakotas. In and South I know Dakota. I will Yeah, I will never look good in a bootcut jean. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Did Patrick you see and I her? were watching it. He was like, she No, she looks is amazing. She's she's incredible. Like I wait. I need to look at how much she how old she is. She's fifty five years old. She looks not a day over thirty five. No, she looks incredible. She looks incredible. And she yeah, so Star-studded cast. Let's just say here we got Salma Hayek. We've mm-hmm. got Angelina Jolie. Oh my gosh! We've got, who else is in it? Um, we've got Kumail. Yeah, huge. We've got um, and then some people that like. I mean, I think that's enough stars. We've got Jon Snow. Yes, <laughs> otherwise known as Kit Harrington. Um, and then we have Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Like at I think the end. it's like. I mean, like, and I hear, I hear. So the part, right? Like, there's two teasers after. Oh, the there credits. are. Did I you see the second one? No. What was that? It was John St- Snow. Okay, because he has a secret. Opening. Oh, spoiler he's alert! He's looking into his past, and he opens up this box with like a sword in it. Okay. And then this voice from behind him is like, "Are you sure you want to look at that?" Mm. And apparently, I read afterwards that. In the next one, Mahershala Ali is going to be into it, in it. And then there was one other big name. So he it's is like so he is, hot. He is so yeah. there was a really good times <laughs> piece on him too, yeah. saying because he's in that Apple, that Apple uh, plus show right now or movie with Glenn Close. Oh, what's it called? Um, where he clones himself because he's dying. Oh, and, I haven't even heard of this. And the Times talked about like how he, you know, he won uh, an Oscar for best supporting actor for Moonlight, mm-hmm. which is such a good movie I mean but like this is his first lead and like how much he it's like so well deserved and so um what's the word I'm looking for like like it it, it should have happened years ago like he should yeah. have been the lead and so the fact that he's come so did it have him in the scene with, um with no but it was his vo- it was his voice oh, yeah. and then I read an article okay, afterwards okay. that told me because this is the situation with MCU it's like they're there are Reddit threads all over the yes. place. Like, what's going on? They're like dropping these clues and stuff all the time. But so, what's significant about this movie, finally? So, we're talking about Kumail today, but this is 
the first time that we've seen a South Asian mm-hmm. superhero in the MCU universe, in DC, like anywhere, and Kumail is the first. And um, we all know about the viral <laughs> um, shirtless pick, <laughs> which is like maybe one of the biggest news stories of that year, I feel like. Mm. Was it like, like two everybody to three years was talking ago? about mm-hmm. it? It was like 2018, I think. And he put this like thirst trap on his Instagram page and then everybody was talking about yes. it because like the the level of muscularity uh-huh. and definition just and- like unreal, unreal. And it was like, I think one of the things so I've read a couple articles there's a great piece on him in Vulture, um, and there's another one in GQ that came out this past fall, kind of in anticipation of Eternals. And Kumail talks a lot about how this was like this whole phenomenon around his body, like it's complicated, and we should talk about like mm-hmm. his body dysmorphia and like yeah, some of the things around that, but that like. I think a lot of people were like, oh, they made him get super jacked up to hmm. like be in this role. And he was like, actually, no, I did this totally for myself. This is like my own thing. And part of that was like wanting to sort of dispel some of the narratives, even for himself and other characters mm-hmm. around for like South Asian males, like mm. how they're supposed to be in movies and TV. And did you watch Silicon Valley? I watched like the Andrew watched the whole thing. So I jumped off, I think, after second season. OK, so do I didn't watch it. Patrick did. But do you do you remember in the Vulture article, they bring Emily Gordon, his mm-hmm. wife, into it. And they're talking about this whole thing on the show, how he's literally referred to as like being unattractive and like there's a whole storyline like, about how them, he's not. I didn't know the storyline, but I thought that I presumed it as like they were all um, like the pre- one of the premises of the show is that none of them got any ladies. OK, so it's not necessarily just him. Yeah, because they're all like just like tech geeks. Yeah, but I think I mean, they really went into it in this article to the point where it was like Emily was like, it really bothered me how they like zeroed in on your character especially as being unattractive she was like even my mom would watch it and be like why are they treating him like that Hmm. and stuff and um so you know someone out there who maybe has seen the whole show or like whatever we'd love to hear what your thoughts on that I haven't actually seen it but um but I mean I think the larger thing here is that often at that time especially And like for South Asians, it's like, you're the nerd. Mm -hmm. You're not like sexualized. You're just like this nerdy like person who Mm -hmm. just like is kind of funny or whatever. And that's it. And now he's like, I'm being put into this role as like a superhero. And like, I like I have a vision for how I want that to be and how I want to look in that role. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so he did it. And it's like, I have to say watching it was kind of like. And in the movie, they, like, show him. So, like, these Eternals have been, like, in the universe forever, like, since the beginning of time. But, like, in present day, he has embraced a career in Bollywood. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, um, acting in Bollywood movies. And they, like, kind of show him doing that. And I was, like, it's so refreshing to see, like, a brown person shown in this light, like, in a Western, very Western context, like... As a Bollywood star, super jacked up superhero, like and super something we've never seen before. Super yeah. successful. He's the one that flies them mm-hmm. to where they needed to go. Mm-hmm. He's cool. He's yeah. funny. He's like a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. Like you know all these things that like we don't see a lot, and and even just in his career. We haven't seen him in roles mm-hmm. like that. Yes, yes. Like even in The Big Sick, you right. know, he's like he plays a, there's an himself. element of I'm a nerdy, unattractive yeah. brown guy. See, I didn't. Right? I, I don't know. I didn't think that. I just thought it was just like comedians are very like you know not like you know they're not rock stars like the way yeah. women like comedians in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's just because of living, like listening to so much like Mark Marin. Like I just assumed that yeah. that was the vibe because he talked about like 
uh, comedians want he's his whole thing was like comedians want to be rock stars musicians mm-hmm. and sometimes musicians want to be comedians and it's like this really weird like kind of dichotomy huh. that he's talked about That's interesting yeah. yeah well one thing that he also talked about sorry I'm like jumping around no, a lot go. but like so some of the big things in his career I feel like are Silicon Valley mm-hmm. which kind of put him on the map mm-hmm. then the big sick was mm-hmm. like really popular like was nominated for an Oscar like won some indie awards um and is like a really excellent movie mm-hmm. um and then um yeah I mean like now this whole Eternals situation I mean any actor who makes it into MCU is like right you are a big deal if you're in this franchise or if you aren't yet like you will be Mm -hmm. it seems like Mm -hmm. yeah I'm surprised like I thought it was interesting that Angelina Jolie hasn't been in the MCU universe yet I know Patrick was saying like of course she like has somehow found a way to be like kind of the evil one (laughs) even Uh, in this (laughs) see i didn't think it was always cast in roles like that see i I thought it see that's when i thought that was post that was a good depiction of what post-traumatic stress disorder Mm. is yes rather than evil so that's very fair and to to reduce her to being evil is like really not fair (laughs) i know if if she's evil i think a lot of people are listening are definitely evil so i don't i definitely don't think i think it's just like showing that the way people deal with trauma in the past is like very complicated and it is literally like you know being taken out of the world and being immersed in your trauma and Mm -hmm. not being able over and over again over and over again and you know, the way that I enjoyed the way that what's his name, like brought her down from that and kind of yes. let her be who she needed to be to go through the trauma. Yeah. And handled her because I thought that was just like a really um, important, like little conversation about mental health that I saw in the movie. That's like a really good point because like he supports her and like the answer at first for her, like darker tendencies is mm-hmm. to erase her memories. Mm-hmm. And he's like, And she's like, I don't want to lose my memory. And he's like, I will watch over you to like help you through the dark times. And yes, that was like totally beautiful. So then that's what it was. It wasn't evil. It was darkness. So so there's a mental health stuff with Angelina Jolie. But oh, okay. Back to the big sick. One thing that and I think one of the things that I liked about the Vulture article Mm -hmm. is that he sort of like. He's. It's not all like, oh, I'm a brown person and these things have been done to me in mm-hmm. Hollywood. He was like, you know, the big sick was my chance to tell my story. Mm-hmm. And he received some pushback for like, you know, there's the depiction of brown women in the movie. Mm, yes. Um, w- is kind of like dampened, I think was the word he used. Like they weren't given their like full potential because they were like just boxes, like pictures of women that he was supposed to date that he wasn't interested in. And like, it sort of like brought down Indian women or, Mm. you know, South Asian women. He's Pakistani, by the way. Um, And he said, he's like, you know, looking back on that, I really would have done that differently. And I, it, it like is hard to watch now. And wow. it's, and it wasn't even that long ago, but it's also like, I feel like it's an illustration of how bringing people of color into these contexts that have been so historically like white centered is not, it's not just like a, oh, I'm the person of color, so I know everything and I can do everything right. It's mm-hmm. like he, there's struggle that goes on with everyone in these contexts. And like, so I, I appreciated him being very like open about that, I think. Yeah. And I think like the first thing, I think it's really interesting, like the whole like Judd Apatow world Mm -hmm. for me. And that's who it looks like produced the big sick. Um, Oh, he did. Yeah. And so, or his production company. Um, so I don't know. I, I have this and, and he did Silicon Valley too, from what I remember. But like the Judd Apatow lens is very white male. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, yes. like for me, I always felt I loved Freaks and Geeks. Don't get me wrong. I think that's like a very iconic, totally um, iconic show. I was lost after that because I was not a Seth Rogen person. Like, like I just felt like it was just a white 
male space. Mm-hmm. And everyone mm-hmm. would tell me like, oh, this is funny. And this is funny by Judd Apatow. And like, I would either watch pieces or just like from afar would watch the trailer and be like, this, this is not something that I'm, these are not the stories I'm interested in. So yeah. when people are like, oh, have you watched this movie, this movie, this movie? I'm like, no, because it just doesn't even no. register and with me. And that was a moment that's kind of over too, I think. Mm. And so Michael Showalter directed The Big Sick. Okay. And I love I'm not him. Seeing, He's um, amazing. And I don't know. I haven't, I'm not seeing Judd Apatow involved so it said in this. In the production. His production company. Yeah, at okay. the beginning there was, just because I just watched it, there was the Apatow Productions or something like that. Got it. Okay. So um, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. And I, I think that like The Big Sick was kind of one of the first comedy like romantic comedies in that style that I felt really featured Mm -hmm. like you know a person of color and then also the story that was told is like based on his real life of like his now wife when they first met like having to be put into a coma because she got so sick and then him like forcibly being having to like interact with her mother who's a white woman from the south he's like an immigrant yeah from pakistan like it's so um i just thought it was really well done to kind of show like how people can come together despite their differences and like how we knock down those walls and um so you know that was really Amazing. I feel like for that, for me, like really put him on the map for me. Like this mm-hmm. is like someone yeah. that I'm really interested in and I want to know more about. But so then there's this movie, The Eternals. And when we were talking about doing this episode, you're like, so I think we should watch The Eternals before we do it. And I was like going into it. I was like in this two and a half hour movie, we're probably going to see him like for five right. minutes. It's me not going to be a big yeah, feature. That's what I thought. Like I, maybe it's not even worth watching, but I was totally wrong totally surprised at how much he was featured how much south asian culture was featured like what did you think of that yeah i i i went into the movie the same as you um especially with just bigger names you know Mm -hmm. just leading and and we open with um what's her name uh uh selma hayek no uh not sensei but sorcy sorcy so we open up with sorcy I'm saying her name wrong, but and so I was like, okay, well, we're gonna be taken through her world, um, and I'm fine with that. And then yeah. Camille's gonna come in at some point, and then he's gonna go away. But but we are just—they did a really good job at um, you know immersing ourselves, or immu- immersing the audience into Camille's world and like what make you know what and made him culture. successful and his culture and his celebrity and you know, what a big deal he is to the South Asian community. And that carries him. And he even has his own sidekick, which I thought it was really important for the comedy. Okay, so, and what's interesting about that choice is like we have this very diverse class cast, even like the the AAPI community Mm. overall was really featured. Like Gemma Chan is the main character, arguably. Like I would say, you know, Cersei is. Kumail Nanjiani is, you know, another person. Gilgamesh is played by uh, an East Asian mm-hmm. uh, actor named Ma Dong Siok, which is I, th- I. And he was perfect. I mean, like he was perfect. Yeah, he's all so, heart. Oh my god! And and his whole thing with Angelina Jolie's character. I know and it's like such a beautiful friendship. But it's like they didn't show a lot of like East. Asian mm. culture as much as South Asian mm-hmm. culture, which I was just so surprised about. Right. Like the fact that, um, so Cersei marries this other guy in the show, in the movie. Um, Icarus? Who is that guy? He's so hot. Oh, um, um, Richard Madden is his name. I've seen him on other stuff. He's like Scottish I've never or something. Seen, oh, is he? Yeah. Or I don't know. Sense. But anyway, they get married mm-hmm. in, in, like it right. looks like they get married centuries ago in South Asia they had did you notice she had like henna on her hands Mm -hmm. and they had the the garlands around their necks and it was like it was like okay so that was a choice they made right and then like like you said Kumail has this um sidekick who's like this Bollywood dude who's like a producer who's like 
following him around to capture everything on film. And he was like, I laughed out loud oh, several yeah. times. A hundred percent. And and I think it's interesting because we do see some like quote unquote darkness in some characters, but he was mm-hmm. all like he was the bright light and he was completely the comedic relief in um, yeah. really intense situations. And, and and I can see why they cast him not even as a South Asian man, but just like him in particular as an actor, because he was just like punching things up and yeah, like hitting those notes and just like making us laugh. And because yeah. it, it can be a really intense movie without that, you know, and we needed that as the yes. audience. Totally. It was definitely a comic relief. And it was like, I don't know, I think there's like this complex, um, you know, we talk a lot about like stereotypical depictions of South Asians that have been harmful for Mm -hmm. our community, like, like Apu is like a very, and Kumail even talks about how like, there's only one role that he's ever done where he did actually try to exaggerate his South Asian accent Hmm. to like, as an effect, maybe comedic or not, I don't know, but that he's tried to really like shy away from emphasizing that too much because Mm -hmm. it can become this like kind of ugly thing, I think, for a lot of South Asians that makes you kind of like wonder. But I think that, um, so the sidekick is like, he's this very like stereotypical like Indian guy from India in Bollywood, like, but the way they kind of show him is like truly who he is. Like <laughs> he does all of the like the like, um, you know, these daisy ways of like moving your head and speaking and kind of like and there's something so familiar about that to me as someone who like has family like that and has like seen all of that. It was like, oh, this feels like home to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's also just like. It's just kind of fun. like his comedic timing. This actor is like unreal. <laughs> his name is Harish Patel. And like, or sorry. Yes, his name is Harish Patel. And he was he, like, just like the, it didn't feel to me like it could be like, oh, that's funny because he's so Indian. But I don't think that it was that. I don't know. Like, to me, it just felt like, yeah. oh, this is like this really hilarious person that they're putting in this role, totally unexpected, like in the movie. And it just works. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's interesting because we also saw like a part of the movie that kind of hit me from his role as a Bollywood um, superstar is that he is torn to go back to his life as a superhero because of, he is very conscious of, like he is he is a business keeping people employed yes and he wants he has he knows he has like a loyal fan base that are expecting Mm -hmm. him to uh come forward and so I thought that dynamic of him yeah as a superhero to save like the world (laughs) you know versus like him to provide entertainment for those and a salary for those that need it was like also kind of this other dynamic yeah and it was like that was like a whole thread in this movie is like these god they're like basically godlike people who are like supposedly saving the human race but then they realize that like they're actually putting the human race at risk mm-hmm. for like this greater need but they're wrestling with like the actual connections they've made with human beings and that was one of them is he's like as he's being called to this thing, he's like in the middle of shooting a Bollywood movie. He's like, all these people are relying on me for their Mm -hmm. livelihood and like all of stuff. And it was like, yeah, it was nice to kind of see that element. Um, One thing he also said about getting so buff for the role Mm -hmm. was he was like, I also felt like I needed to look like a Bollywood actor. And when you look at Bollywood Uh, actors, yeah. Well, you, that's I mean, what you were saying. You were like, some of them are just so ripped, which I haven't really noticed because I'm from afar. But like, yeah, are they like no. Joe Judice, like kind of like a, oh, a real housewife no. of New Jersey kind of rep? Like beyond that, that like is the Kumail pick, like the vascularity and the like intent and like, you know, like all like greased up and everything like that type of look is what we're talking about. Wow. Like, do you remember in the fabulous lives of Bollywood yes. lives? Some of the one of the husbands. Yes. Like they didn't, they live, didn't together live together anymore. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, the one I'm thinking of. Remember how insanely Jackie yes. was? 
that's the type of like thing that we're seeing in Bollywood these days. Like when we watched Lagan, which came out like 20 yes. plus years ago. A wisp. You know, a wisp, Amir Khan was yeah. in good shape, but he wasn't like bursting at the no. seams. No, I mean, it's like, I'm not saying Camille's doing this because I don't think he is, but like, it's like from that was in the 90s, like from all the technology and the drugs we have now to make you swollen. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. the proper term. Yeah. Is I'm sure like everyone's dabbling. Not everyone, but folks are in Bollywood are dabbling with. Yeah. No. And I mean, it's interesting if you like read the article and kind of hear him talk about his whole life, especially like as it relates to him feeling attractive Mm -hmm. and things like that which I know I talk about that a lot in my Mm -hmm. past but like what's interesting with him is like he grew up in Pakistan like around a lot of other Pakistanis Mm -hmm. who looked like him but he felt like really nerdy and kind of like not attractive growing up and sort of like in this place of like and and he refers to himself as having like chicken shoulders or something Hmm. so like not very buff not this like typical idea of like masculinity he references like 80s Arnold Schwarzenegger as like the perfect body oh my gosh which is so interesting right because I think of that and I'm like not interesting not (laughs) interesting yeah it is it's 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 interesting because but then you have like the Jersey housewives yes who are just like that's their that's an ideal like Jersey house husband you know yeah and everyone has their own thing and for him it's like he feels like the way he looks now after this eternals whatever is like it's it's clearly how he wants to look and mm. he like has so he's it, again it's I wonder all if for he's him keeping up the the bod it's it sounds like it from the interviews you know how they always like meet for lunch and yes. they like talk about what they yes. ate and everything it's like a big part of this article these articles is are, are about like the fact that he's like not eating any carbs like he orders steak frites and he doesn't eat any of the fries wow. and you know like he he'll have but he will have like a a cheat meal which is like he named it something else because apparently like cheat meal is like a really toxic kind of word, especially when you're like a celebrity with like a, you know, a body that someone might want. So, um, but he'll like, he, they also went out for brunch and he had like French toast and it was like, you know, there was that too, but he won't do that. He like talked about not doing that often. He talked about going to the gym every day, like all this stuff. And it was like, this is clearly a huge part of his lifestyle mm-hmm. now. And I heard him on Armchair Expert with mm-hmm. Dak Shepard like a couple years ago. This was like after the picture came mm-hmm. out. And like literally three quarters of the interview was about the picture and how he <laughs> made it happen and the aftermath because Dak Shepard is also really into like being super mm. like buff and all of that and so they like like listening to them talk about their routines and stuff I felt like I was like this voyeur just looking and like I don't yeah. even know what's going on <laughs> it's so it's so interesting because I think for me in general hearing about people's weights and like routines I think for me personally is like the most boring thing in the world I- <laughs> like I just <laughs> like when Andrew tells me about his workout I'm just like yeah ah, the shade comes down because it's like I don't care and well, also because it's I, so specific it's so how specific. they work out and too, I also right? think like people need to be and I, I'm, I know Andrew's just telling me but it's like there's also that thing when people talk about fitness it's like yeah. sometimes there's weird intent behind it like, like look at what I did look at what I did and I, I feel like we come from uh not come from but in Boulder especially and maybe Colorado yes. in general and and these spaces that you know people for self-worth like will brag about how many miles they ran a day yeah and like how much they biked and they went mm-hmm. up you know there's this mountain called Bear Mountain they went up to Bear Mountain and back and it's just so you can and be now like, they're going to a yoga class yeah, like- <laughs> it's, it's literally so like and and like you know um 
for me being like in those spaces like I get mm-hmm. I think it even more so turns me off mm-hmm. like 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 and then I think there is the whole thing also it can it's like oh am I not doing enough like you know what I mean even if they yeah, don't yeah. like oh should I be like fucking not getting the fries or whatever I know and I think and I know he knows that his, I know he no, knows that you know what I mean that, I know and I think what I found fascinating about this aspect of the interviews was like I would have expected him to be bigger than that. Do you know what I mean? Like to not go into all of that. Like I would have expected Kumail to like have glossed over that and not talked about it at all to be like, this isn't something I want to talk about. But the way he presented it, it was like, this is a huge part of my life. And like, and so the way he presented it and the way it kind of like came out in the article, it w- it wasn't like I was, there was no part of me that was like comparing myself or my own habits right. to him. It was just like, okay, this is like who he is. Yeah. But the phenomenon you're talking about is very real. So Jamila is not. Yeah, Jamila Jamil. So yeah. she's doing the She-Hulk right now. And um, she, I think, is refusing to pose uh, with little clothes on. For magazines and stuff and like that to show off her body and and her and talk I think about her do, workout routine. I think we need to do a whole episode yes. on her also because she has she's very frank about her mm-hmm. past with eating disorders and um, body dysmorphia mm-hmm. and how she still struggles with yeah. it. And she has a whole podcast about. That's like she had. She started this whole movement called I Weigh, where mm-hmm. she encourages people to talk about what they weigh in terms of like things they like about themselves yes. and not their actual number on the scale. And um, so I'm not at all surprised that she's like putting. She's not allowing herself to get into that unhealthy space. And it's interesting to see that in contrast to Kumail, who has embraced it so wholeheartedly. It's like a part of who he is now. Like, I don't even I don't even know enough about like bodybuilding and all that to know if it's like healthy or not. It's just like this is who he is now. And he's like, you know, it's like someone who discovers Wordle. You know what I mean? They're going to play Wordle every day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it's and, like and like and you've never like, played wordle before <laughs> but that becomes like a part of your daily routine and and working out for m- myself i'll just say is like it is m- one of my top priorities for mental health wise yeah and i think you know it becomes that way for a lot of people i think we can all relate to like you feel good after yeah. a workout and so you want to do it again and I think that's it for him. He said, like, I go to the gym every day because I feel better afterwards. Yes. And so I don't get the sense that he has like an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, with it, no. And I, that, I didn't I didn't definitely didn't want to come across saying it's unhealthy. Oh, yeah. No. OK. OK. Yeah. No, I didn't think that you were saying. Yeah, that. I just think it. I thought it was. And I but I do think it's also like maybe an inspiration to other people who are like, I want to change my life. I want to change my eating habits. Yeah. I want to change my routine. Yeah. And I mean, I think embedded in all of that is like <laughs> the Kumail Nanjiani who maybe was on like Silicon Valley mm-hmm. versus this like sex symbol in that thirst trap picture. You know, it's the same person. Right. And um, like he just like maybe had an excuse to kind of like go for this body type that he had always thought was something that he wanted. And, and now and if he he's has having, it and that's just how it is. He's having them pay for it. You know, he's having them pay for his diet. Oh, yeah. He's having them pay for the trainers. He's yep. being paid to work. He they pay for his time to work out. So it's like, why yeah. the fuck not? Absolutely. Um. So, and it's just, yeah, it's interesting how, it it was such a phenomenon. I feel like it was such a huge deal when that picture came out. I just can't like, I feel like everyone was talking about yeah. it. And especially like, like my brothers brought it up, which like they never talk about yeah. pop culture, but I thought it was interesting because they're Indian males, like growing up in a Western society, mm-hmm. like around the same age, like just the noticing of that. And like, and then also like why we notice that so much but if like and they mentioned this in the article too if it's like a white man who's doing the same thing we're not looking at it as closely 
which is just sort of like like an Chris Pratt or someone like that. Yeah, like when Brad gets super jacked, it's like expected, maybe. Mm. You know, versus like a brown man doing it, it's like whoa. Well, I'm I not think used it's interesting that. because um, then we have people like The Rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who's that's all he's known for? And I think I've said this on the podcast that he sculpts his body yeah to each character like he has an idea of the oh, way that da- yeah oh, the way- interesting <laughs> so he'll be like oh i'm pay- playing like tom okay tom's he has an idea of the way his body wants which is like i don't know i can't tell the difference but that's what i heard yeah. well like christian bale does that too right oh yeah but christian bale gets like remember when he when was he got in so Mo- skinny he wasn't in momentum but like yeah, when he got so skinny. For The Wrestler or something. I think that was the was name that of that a, movie where he remember. lost so much weight. Oh, and then right. he had to do Batman and like get super jacked for that. And I feel like the jacked part of it, like mm-hmm. people were focused on like when he lost a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a lot of stuff around that, but less about him just like getting jacked up to be Batman. Oh, you know? and it's then like he sort played, of expected. He also played... Um, Vice President Cheney, remember, in a movie that came oh, out and he got huge. I never saw that. It, yeah, I don't think I made a big splash, but he got huge for that as well. And it's just so interesting because it's like, I don't know. It's just so funny that we're having this conversation. Like, he got big, he got small, he got jacked, he got whatever. And it's just like, yeah. it's like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's just so that's what we're talking about we're talking about someone's body shape and like and i think the name of the gq article kind of says it all i think the reason it's called the name of it is how kamal nanjiani got huge yeah and it's like this is and and both articles reference how so many people the first thing they say to kamal is oh you got really jacked recently right like the focus on this aspect of his Mm -hmm. career which is from what I'm gathering, I think what I'm trying to say is like, he didn't just do it for mm-hmm. his career. He did it for himself. And mm-hmm. it's like, but it's all we can think about when we think about him now. And it's like, right. why is that? I, I don't have an answer. Well, I just I think, think it's, it's a phenomenon. It's interesting men versus men and women and, and mm-hmm. maybe in between because like, Women are seen, I believe, for their bodies first before anything else versus a man. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like whether Mm -hmm. it's breasts, hips, weight, nose, whatever. It's like I feel like we um, versus a man, like a a man and a woman can be the same weight and body shape. But I feel like uh, I don't know. It's like it's like a woman will stand out more because she's female and like it's like Mm -hmm. that's what that's what uh we embody i don't even know what i'm trying to say and so it's interesting yeah and it's like how does that translate onto like a brown man yeah exactly where it's like no one was talking really about like like for example like rebel wilson right now i saw a really interesting Mm -hmm. um interview with her and like she's also someone who says that she lost weight because of health reasons and she wanted to do it for herself and so she just kind of did it and now she's getting a lot of uh attention attention and Mm -hmm. I don't know I just think it's it's just I feel like women are more uh zeroed in on I guess what I'm trying to say for their physical appearance versus both totally both changing wise but like yeah and I think what I'm noticing and what's referenced in these articles too is like, we don't notice it as much with men, mm-hmm. but somehow we're really noticing it with Kumail. Yeah. And what does that have to say exactly. about like white men versus brown men? Exactly. And so that's just like an interesting thing and something that I think he's probably grappling with too. And, and just a juxtaposition of like the way he was portrayed in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. is like, an actively unattractive mm-hmm. person to this like godlike Bollywood hero superhero mm-hmm. is like that must just be so wild for him as like a person right. in this world, you know? Um and yeah, so what else is there to say about the movie? I mean, it was really it was surprising to see so much South Asian content in it. Right, exactly. I also thought that um I I was I had like I was just curious I always 
am curious how many days like really famous people are on set so i was trying to dissect <laughs> like like angelina the, jolie yes, stand-ins versus like you know how much did she she probably signed on for an incredible amount of money but like how many yeah. days was she on set like if i had to guess like i think camille was on set a lot more yeah and angelina it's like body doubles whatever whatever because yeah uh like I wouldn't have been surprised if they offed her character in the end because she wanted to do one and done, you know, just yeah, to say. She, yeah. And um, so, I thought that's what they were gonna do. I thought they were gonna kill her like midway through the movie. Yeah, and so like I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Like again with the screen time with Camille and like mm-hmm. I mean I feel like he was in it just as much as like Icarus, what Ic- whatever his name is, because who yeah, was like the main guy the love interest but but the main character yeah i mean i totally there was one like can you explain this to me because this confused Mm. me so the part where they're like deciding whether or not they're gonna like try and stop this thing from Mm -hmm. emerging or not like kumail leaves with his sidekick Mm -hmm. and he like isn't a part of that i don't know remember i just i it didn't oh yeah when they all come together yeah but he's not there no he's not there so what's up with that i don't know i don't know one thing that was weird this movie (laughs) maybe someone can write in and tell us one thing this movie did uh make me realize is i love teamwork like i love watching is that so basic Like, I didn't realize I love teamwork. Like, I'm just like, there he is. Like, you go there, you go there. And I'm like, being a part of a team's fantastic. Watching a teamwork on television. And I know. And I know, like, people are screaming. They're like, that's the MCU. And I'm sorry. It took me 15, 17 (laughs) years to get there to realize, oh, it's just about teamwork. So what are you going to watch next? Uh, So actually, my first MCU, it was a show and it was, um, what's her name? Uh, Vision and it was the Elizabeth um, Olsen show. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. WandaVision, I think. WandaVision, which was an A plus, one of the best shows that was released last year. Um, mm-hmm. after this, my son, both sons said it was too violent and they walked out, but, um, oh, okay. at, at the beginning, Good for them. yeah, they enjoyed the flash of the raccoon. Okay. Do you know how it's like, it spells out Marvel and then it goes through all the characters. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they were like, who is everyone? I was like, Scarlett Johansson. I see Robert Downey Jr. And then they're like, uh, like, and I, and they were taking it in like that's their names as characters is the problem because yeah. I okay. didn't know anyone's name. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's yes, so funny. And so when when they saw the raccoon, they were mm-hmm. like, "Why is there a raccoon? Like, what's going on with the raccoon?" And I had nothing to offer, nothing. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. There's a raccoon. Yeah, like I, this is all new to me. And I so don't I think know I'm gonna going watch on. the raccoon movie. And again, people are screaming. It's it's the raccoon's name is fill in the blank. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. What about you? Whatever. Um. You, you did you watch Wandavision? I didn't. Should I? Okay. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful okay. story. Okay. Okay. Maybe I will. We have like. Disney Plus now so we can watch all these things um so they also talk about in the Vulture article he has some like upcoming projects that he's doing with Emily his wife um including like they have like a romantic comedy that includes sci-fi elements coming out soon um they did like a podcast during the height of the pandemic which was just like a limited Mm -hmm. series um and I don't know. I just looking back on all of these different roles that he's had, you know, like the a funny character on Silicon Valley, then like the writer slash main lead in this romantic comedy, the big sick to like superhero mm-hmm. in MCU, like in a, in a relatively short period of time, he's had like a very 
diverse like experience as an actor I feel like and I think he's done really well in all of those places I think it's interesting that we forget though just I know it's you said short but like when we talk about certain comedians because I don't know how old he is but like I think he's like early 40s okay but like a lot of them were spending like we saw in the big sick a lot of time on stage and putting in the grunt work you know what I mean and like Mm -hmm. for me like when I listen to podcasts with like um I don't know. I'll just bring up Las Culturistas because they came up. um, I don't know if they did UCB or the Growlings or whatever, but just how much they're so Las Culturistas, Matt and Bowen are younger than me, but just Mm -hmm. how much they cut their teeth just doing stage performances. And you're just like, and, and I love that is like, from the big sick or in any other form of entertainment when you see the beginnings of okay you you do the stage at night but then you work the shitty job during the day in order to uh fuel your passion I think a lot a lot of I can say myself is like that's what I have done when I lived in New York and stuff like that Mm -hmm, and like that mm -hmm. that part of the story that is a fucking grind that is yeah and and that's always the part of the story that I'm always interested in more yeah. so than and then they got like they sold their first screenplay and they became a starring role it's like the foundation you know yes. that happens in these creative circles or on your own creatively I hope that he writes a book about his earlier life mm. because we get a glimpse of it in these articles but I mean so just to reference that like he went to high school in Pakistan he grew up in Pakistan mm. And then he goes to Grinnell for college, which is like a small liberal arts school in like the middle of the country. And um, it says like after years of feeling like kind of inadequate in certain ways, like in terms of being liked by other people, mm-hmm. he found his voice as being someone who was funny yeah. and on campus. And it like felt so good to him that he like leaned into that. But it's like, I don't I know nothing about like so what was it like you yeah. know talking to your parents in Pakistan about like doing this career like mm-hmm. what were the things that you were doing I want to know like what his 20s were like yeah. because I feel like that was probably what you're talking about this period of exactly. time where he was grinding on stage and like probably working like jobs that he hated but that maybe his parents approved of or whatever you know like and I think who knows for for like I can say for myself is like when I was working a shitty job and then freelance writing for magazines and just trying to do freelancing full-time um I definitely and again grass is always greener when you look back is like that was an amazing time in my life. Like I was around Mm -hmm. like a lot of artists, a lot of creative people, a lot of people experimenting with like what part of the arts they were doing in, like going to other people's like shows, whether they're a musician or an actor and like supporting one another. Yeah. And, and I wonder, I think like a lot of artists that make it big really look back, not not saying me making it big, but like look back and they're like, wow, like there was just like something so lightning in a a bottle that yeah, we don't have anymore with fame and success and whatever and money. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder like how he would react to that. Yeah. Like, because I wonder if some people who, when they then make it quote Mm -hmm. unquote into the spaces they've always wanted to be in, like there's a problem I would hope a lot of great creative energy there too but yeah it is like like, like you said it it's probably has a different quality and what's really nice I think is that him and his wife mm. um are creative together mm-hmm. and it's really like the glimpses that you get about their relationship from like the big sick but also just like in these articles and interviews and stuff with them it's like they really like can feed off of one another and they're they're very comfortable with each other Mm -hmm. too which is like what a gift you know to have that like that's something that's very rare I feel like where you see like a part like partners romantic partners who also like outwardly gel so well in a creative space Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. 
I and again, I would love to hear more stories about that part of his yeah. life. I and always, like a yeah. little less about like how much jacked he is, muscle he has. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I mean, there is that thing of like, as a comedian, I've never done comedy, but like I've watched friends go on stage in New York. Yeah, for the first time, and it's like, first for, for me, I I I consider myself a jokester. I like making jokes. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being on stage and just like, oh my god, and doing jokes. a stand-up routine, yeah, like ten, like Holy a tight shit. ten or whatever it's called, oh and just god. feeling like seeing, like just being in the audience when it's silent and not laughing. When no one laughs. I know, and that's the thing is like you just keep grinding through, and and those are like I said is like when I listen to podcasts of like Ali Wong talking about when she's first going on or like yeah I don't know any of those folks um that's what I am like and like enthralled with or think is awesome because it's like what keeps you going Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like like what keeps you ticking because you you do have to work the shitty job and there has to be a little bit of it's not narcissism but think of like yeah I'm gonna be good at this it's gonna take time yeah like even though nobody laughed yeah. at my set tonight, no like it's gonna be different next time, and like I'm gonna get up and do it again. Like imagine if that you type and of I... energy is like very hard to hold on to. Imagine if you and I did this in front of an audience and we cut jokes and it's just like crickets. It's just like <laughs> that would be fucking terrible. Yeah, like yeah, I just the whole thing. So is it weird that I'm focusing on that? Like, I just love that, like the seeds, like yeah. when it first sprouts up, when you see the little bit of green, like that's my I favorite know. thing is like, yeah. yeah, and you first see it and then it's like, yeah, it turns into a flower or whatever, but it's like, wow, it like was planted and it, it spurted something or whatever. Yeah, I know. I want, I don't know. I think he has a very like long and successful career yeah, ahead of him. And he sounds and... like a real nice person. Yeah. Which in fucking Hollywood like... and pop culture and like the smoke and mirrors that we see thrown yeah. to us, who those of us who follow pop culture, it yeah. is reassuring that there is someone that you're rooting for actually. Yes. Yes. Like whole genuinely that is becoming successful because there are a lot of people in pop culture that you don't want to root for. Let's be honest. Exactly. And, and he is absolutely one of them. Like I think what comes through with him so clearly is like, this is a real person who has, who is experiencing like really great fame yeah. and he deserves it. Like uh, he deserves it. Well, I imagine think. being like, so you're at the Oscars vanity fair party, right? Yeah. Like you're not going to go over to fucking Angelina Jolie and like no. just start talking <laughs> to her. Right. No, you would go up no. to possibly Camille, you know, and just be like, yeah. And Emily and be like, Hey, like, Love your work. I can relate to things that you've said. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Love your work. Thank you for being you and so genuine. Uh, Just wanted to say that to you and maybe walk off. Like RuPaul is my number one. Mm -hmm. I would never want to go up to him. Never. Yeah, you'd be too intimidated. Well, it's just like he says this to him and Michelle Visage because Mm -hmm. Michelle Visage loves Madonna like just like same Mm -hmm. age as Madonna or maybe a little younger and they both have said on their podcast you never want to go up to your idols you never because you'll always be disappointed they'll be assholes they'll be flat you know what I mean (laughs) but with Camille it's like you feel like you could go up to them yeah and you wouldn't be disappointed in what the result was like you would leave with a better impression yeah I believe so or just like you know them thing thank you and then Feeling like, okay, did that walk, go, whatever, in the Vanity yes. Fair Oscar party. That's so true. Um, so more to come from him. And we'd love to hear, like, your thoughts on him. Hit us up on social media, Family Karma Cast with a K. Yay. Camille, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on. Well, I'm like, Camille, you got to the end of the episode? <laughs> I know, dang. Mark. And then I'd committed. be like, Camille, do you want to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever <laughs> you get your podcasts? 
<laughs> is that fair? Camille goes into Family Karma Cast <laughs> Apple or wherever wherever he gets his pot. He gives us five stars. I mean, could you imagine? And like the name on it is like Kumail. Yeah. With like a lowercase yeah. K. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, what yeah. if it's so like anyway, Camille MCU? It's like, that's not him. <laughs> that's not him. That's not real. Um, okay. So that's it. I think I, I enjoyed kind of like doing a deep dive mm-hmm. into this. And so I think it would be great to do more of these. And we'd love to hear from you all, the listeners, like who is a South Asian American or like a South Asian person who's like in the, the Western pop culture zeitgeist who you would mm-hmm. like us to chat about. Um, I know Lily Singh has a new book out. Um, so she might be a good person to talk about. Mm-hmm. Jamila Jamil for sure. Um, so many. It's just, I think that it's kind of fun to like look into them a little bit more and mm-hmm. like see what comes out of it. So agreed. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you so much. We love you. Rate and review. <laughs> you too, Kumail. You too, Kumail. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you next time. Namaste, Namaste bitches. bitches.